Don Mead is a dentist with too much time on his hands and too much recording equipment in his basement. Armed with an obsession to bring entertaining and informative content to the dental world in a way that's never been done before, I give you the Alan Mead Experience. Well, hello and welcome to the Alan Mead Experience. I'm your host, Alan Mead, dentist, podcaster, and near-constant flosser. So uh, I just wanted to say thank you to the people who support this show and all of our shows, Premier Dental Products. Uh, they are. We're going to be talking a little bit about their stuff later on in the show, but thanks for supporting the show. And I want to welcome my co-host for today, Dr. Tammy Bailey. Tammy, how are you doing? I am doing awesome. That's cool. So uh, first thing that Tammy and I talked about, the theme music for this very podcast, Tammy helped me pick out. So uh, I thank you for that. It's one of the highlights of, uh, it's weird. The, the theme music has been, I've been very lucky with podcasts and theme music um, because when you look for, for theme music, you go on these websites that have um, just tons of different like stuff you can, you can use without having to pay royalties on and all that stuff. And both mm-hmm. times, the very first song that I listened to was the one that I went with. Now, it isn't that I didn't oh, listen funny. to a lot of other ones, but both times I happened to click on ones that I like. So the Dental Hacks, literally, I felt like I needed to work harder to uh to Yeah, like this the... is too easy. It was, exactly. <laughs> I walked right into it. And this one was, I think this, I, I I sent like three samples of ones that I like to you and you picked this one out. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I it's knew just, this. I knew this was going to be it too. I knew it was going to be it just because it jumped out at me right off the bat. So it's funny. So uh, Tammy is a professional at this. She's she's uh, this is what she does apparently. That's right. I'm so, betting a thousand for sure. There you go. There you go. So Tammy, you and I have known each other for quite some time. I I think we must have met in the old Dental Town days. Is that you think that's right? Yeah, I I think it's been. I was actually thinking of this the other day. I think it's been about fifteen years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like the reality well, is. Well, no, actually, about twelve. About twelve. So Dental Town. I mean, I got on Dental Town in two thousand two. I think in yeah. in the late two thousand two. Uh, yeah, same. Because I had babies. I yeah. had babies. Oh wow, that's right, man. God, now, yeah. you, now you've yeah. got now you've got like essentially adults. A senior in high school. Yeah, yeah. I know, right? Oh my gosh, that's yeah. That really puts it in perspective, doesn't <laughs> it? <laughs> So, I I mean, what's funny, though, is like all the like you are one of the very regulars on the brain trust. And what's really funny is the people who have who have continually come through for me on the brain trust are the the people that I've known from Dental from Dental Town for that long. Right. Like, how weird is that? It's uh, you and Frank and Brent and Scott a little less so because Scott Scott came on to the brain trust kind of late in the game. Actually, his first brain trust was live at Voice of Dentistry last year. Oh, that's right. (laughs) No pressure or anything. Yeah, exactly. Well, he's got he's got babies now. Yeah. So that'll oh do gosh. it. Yeah. Time suck. Yeah. He's he no longer. Yeah. He he has to be a younger man now. That's what happens. When, I, I had kids pretty late in the game, too. And um, yeah, like it's it's crazy when you go like I, I went to a uh, went to a teacher meeting or like a curriculum meeting on, I think, Thursday night uh, for my second grader. And I was the oldest person in the room by a lot, of course. Like yeah. the teacher was way younger than I was. All the other parents were way younger than I was. And I, I, uh, it, I don't know that I have regrets per se, but it is, it is awkward and continues to be. It, it, it is. And it isn't. Cause I mean, 
theoretically we have our shit together a little bit more, but not really. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I feel like I was a better parent because I, I my first was born just before, like two months before I turned thirty. Oh yeah. So I just I don't know. You were I you were in, like you were in dental school for at least when okay dental school. I'm trying to picture this. You had how many babies did you have in dental school? I had my oldest. I had him between my junior and senior okay. year. Oh my gosh! In summer clinic, yeah. like almost literally in summer clinic. Yeah. Really, but well, we have lots of instruments. <laughs> I don't know that. I'm not sure how much it'll help, but yeah. Wow. I, I, I would have made me clean it up, which yeah. is why I really didn't. That's I just right. went across the street to That's the hospital. Right. So I, I remember I had a, a friend. Actually, she was a year behind us, and for life, of me, I, I can't remember her name, which makes me feel a little bad. But the greatest story ever. She was, um, she was like wildly pregnant in the uh it was probably the like the the fall quarter i think minnesota's on quarters back then still so fall quarter like right up until christmas break kind of thing like and she was she timed it like right down to the minute she finished her last exam walked out had her child and it was like it was like (laughs) i i I always felt like i'm like that's just unnatural that is like too perfect but the other thing is seeing she was she was like this she was like this marathon runner so she was she was like tiny and stick thin, and she looked like she swallowed a basketball for like the last four months of her pregnancy. And I always felt like, yeah, no, I didn't. Like dental, dental, <laughs> dental school isn't dental school isn't hard enough, right? <laughs> right. I mean, right, like exactly. Plus, exactly. I mean, plus you you have this unnatural growth in your body. I just can't even imagine. Yeah. On the other hand, I could have used something to distract myself from dental school. Clearly, having well, a child will do that. I suspect. It, yeah, it will. But it, it's it it kind of I will say it kind of sucked a little bit. I was uh, <clears throat> I'm a larger gal. And so I, I hid my pregnancy for a while because I was kind of I didn't want anybody to treat me different, differently, oh, good or bad. Yeah. You know, I didn't want to be I didn't want any special treatment. I you know, I was I was a president of our class. Oh, wow. I didn't want any special treatment of, you know, either because I was pregnant, I didn't want to get out of any requirements. I wanted to be treated the same. Also, I didn't want to be treated more harshly because there were a few professors that didn't think women should be dentists. So I, I really, yeah. I don't, yeah. you know, I have to say for all the faults I have with Minnesota and the list is long, I will not lie. I'm not a woman though. So I guess it's, I'm not probably the right judge. At least I'm not today. I, I'm not the right judge, but I don't, I never got that strong feeling from people. And we had, we had better part of a third, maybe even up to a half of our class were women. So, you know, I guess an instructor can feel what they want to feel, but, but they don't have a ton of choice in the matter when like half the students are women. It just didn't yeah. Happen. We had a, cause we graduated the same year. I graduated the same yeah. year that you did. So we, we had a kind of an unusual mix of women versus men. We mm-hmm. only had 11 women in our class. Oh, wow. The, the, okay. That's, that is definitely yeah, different. Okay. The class before us had 30 and the class after us had like 25 or, or vice versa, something like that. So, I mean, it was kind of an odd, an odd anomaly, I guess. And, and I wouldn't say that it was, um, insidious necessarily it wasn't certainly talked about in their staff meetings yeah. you know of okay let's uh, let's single out these people but you know we had a we had a couple people in our class that that just couldn't handle stuff and and there was a couple of criers and you know it was like oh, knock that shit off oh, yeah. you know stop yeah. crying especially you know, when you've got an old school instructor who that's what they that, that's what they want they <laughs> yeah. want they want to see it's, that they've crushed you exactly 
Exactly. Exactly. But literally, I, I'm not I'm not kidding this. This man, it, it, it it's and I have I mean, I actually truly love my dental school. Um, I, I love the experience. I felt like I was able to get everything I needed. I talked to professors. I felt I felt like a colleague from the beginning, which is not the case for most people. Yeah. Um, do you think schools. it's because I mean, do you I, think it's because we I mean we talked about this on the last brain trust in the dental hacks. Do yeah. you think it's because you were like a non-traditional you had a couple more years in the real world than most of us did? I think so and it didn't it didn't it, I didn't let any of that intimidate me. Yeah. I, I I do think it I, I was out for 5 years and I'm not I'm not one of those people that backs down from that I kind was, of thing. I was nothing not, if not, not intimidated. Overly, oh my god, I walked yeah. around I walked around like like uh like a beaten man. I mean, I was a beaten man for crying out loud. I just was right. keeping my head down so bad. So I was the opposite of you then basically. Yeah. See, I, and, and that's, that's sort of my approach to everything is, you know, I could kind of roll with the punches kind of a thing. So, I mean, there were times that I thought, oh, this is ridiculous, but it never, it never completely overwhelms me because my, my eye was at the, at on the prize. It was at the end of the tunnel really already from the beginning it was like, I just, it, you know, I, I kind of knew this is what's going to have to be you know, for four years, yeah. it's going to suck. And then it's, and then it's probably going to suck some more. Yeah. And then at some point it's not going to suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's what's funny about it is, is that in dental school and they may have tried to do this and I just didn't pick it up, but they never really did a lot. I didn't think to help you understand whether or not you would actually like being a dentist. I know it sounds kind of silly, but like, like, I didn't know what it was going to be like. The only the only right. glimpses you ever got of that was when in clinic you were working with a, an instructor who was part time and like practice part time, and they would say, "Well, you won't probably do this in in private practice." And whether that was using a rubber dam or uh, polysulfide for crown impressions or or whatever, you know, something like that. Yeah. It's, so that was the only glimpse you ever got that it was maybe a little different. And so, uh, like. I, and I had, my dad was a dentist and he would always tell me that, you know, that that's not how it is in private practice. But the reality is that they didn't do a lot to make you feel like you were going to be a good dentist. They actually did a lot at no. Minnesota to make you feel like you were never going to make it. <laughs> so, right. so I felt well, like I, I was I never going to make that. it. I, yeah, I would actually say that is that they wanted, um, <clears throat> you know, it was like they were raising this, this, this class of superhuman people that, Oh my God, you know, this will not fly in private practice. I'm like, really? Because why are you here? Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I sort of took that attitude. Like some of our, some of our full-time clinical people were there because they weren't in private practice for a reason. So I sort of, I sort of took that approach. Um, our part-time instructors, you know, they all worked full-time. They yeah. already, you know, they all worked in their, in their own practice, yeah. but the full-time ones, sometimes, uh, you know, I had some questions sure. in my mind. And you you went to Case Western, right? You were in Cleveland. I did. Okay. Correct. So it's not like you, yeah. have you, have you been back to the Cleveland area or, or to Case Western for anything recently or not really? I've been, I went back to Cleveland about, oh God, probably five or so years ago for my goddaughter's, um, high school graduation. Okay. But I have not been back. I, I was toying with the idea of going to my reunion this year because our school does yep. it where everybody yep. comes to the reunion and then the people that are, you know, either the fives or the, you know, five, 10, 15, 20, that yeah. kind of thing. Those people have, um, those people do their 
sort of a, a class dinner and they're a little bit, they're honored and right. that kind of stuff. So right. I was kind of, it's, it's one of those for me this year. So yeah. I was kind it was, of It was thinking, for me too. I, I was actually speaking, yeah, I was yeah. speaking Imagine at that. the Michigan meeting. Yeah. Exactly. So we, we can actually do math. It's, um, but what's crazy is <laughs> I was speaking at the Michigan meeting and couldn't like, I, I, I almost, I looked at getting a ticket. But you could also tell that there wasn't the the reunion wasn't going to be huge, so it wasn't going to be like if I showed up, I was going to see you know fifty of my classmates. It was it was a much smaller thing than that. So I just wasn't able to swing it. I would have for sure. Right. I you know it's okay. So I've been back to Minnesota multiple times for CE classes. So literally the same like dental school where where the all the trauma happened for me. You know it's really okay. funny. Twenty years or whatever time it was. It's let go. I, I didn't feel traumatized per se, but it's only okay. it's only because I feel like, you know, I've I've been able to come into my own and realize, but I didn't have any perspective when I was there. That's the thing that was so pathologic about it. But I don't feel uh, I don't necessarily feel um, what's the word I'm looking affection for it. But I, I kind of moved past it right. and that, that was fine. But what was crazy was, OK, I spoke a couple of years ago. I did a social media presentation at the at the start of the North meeting in Minnesota. And so more more than anything, going to that was a trip because a lot of these instructors that were part-time instructors, I saw them on the floor. I just saw, or, or they came, shoot, one of them, a couple of them came to my freaking talk, right? They didn't remember me. For, oh, sure, wow. they, for sure they didn't remember me. Um, there's one guy, I uh, one guy that was awful to me in, in clinic, he's horrible to me in clinic, horrible to everyone in clinic. And, and he came and was like asking a bunch of questions and really appreciated me. And, and I didn't say anything. I should have, I totally should have. I said, you remember me from clinic? You obviously don't. Cause you were a complete dick to me. In cl- yeah, <laughs> so exactly. It was, it, that was bizarre to see. First off, I saw more of my classmates. Tires. I saw more of my classmates at the start of the North meeting. Start of the North meeting is pretty good meeting. Um, it's, you know, and it's in St. Paul, same place every, every yeah. year. And so I may have to actually check it out. One of these, a lot of people from Wisconsin go yeah. to that one yeah, because ours sucks. Yeah, it's, ours a, it's a big meeting. It's arguably, uh, it's one of the bigger state meetings. Probably actually it's, it's about the same size or maybe even a little bigger than the Michigan meeting. Um, and the Michigan meeting was always sort of the standard by which others were judged. I don't know that it is so much anymore, but, um, the fact maybe that they have it in the same place every year makes it really predictable. So people can plan for it a little better, but it's a, it's a good yeah. meeting. It's a, it's a good meeting. It's a great venue. It's right on the river in St. Paul, you know? And so I saw a bunch of my classmates there when I was there, just really enjoyed that part of it. And, and the lecturing was fine there, but it, it's weird to see these people that in your mind, like literally in my memory, they're, they're, they're bigger than life. They're almost like, and right. you see them in the oh wow they're regular people and they put their pants on the same well, way everyone they, else. They does. got kind of old too. They did. They did. <laughs> this will never. This never. Just crazy thing. Like so, I'm I'm in Tacoma taking a BioClear class this year. I'm, was it? No, 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 no. It was in Chicago. It was a Chicago meeting. Never mind. Um, the Tacoma thing would have been an even better story, but it would have made less sense. I was at the Chicago Midwinter, and you know when you at the Midwinter, there's about a thousand different dental meetings, smaller dental meetings going on, kind of at the same time. Yeah. And so at my hotel, I. I get in the elevator and I lo and behold, someone gets on the elevator with me and I'm like, I mean like three, four times I had to double take. Finally, we actually got out at the same floor. I said, are you Dr. Gardetto? And, and, and he said, yes. And, and he didn't remember, I don't think he remembered me that well. Um, but he's like a big, he's big on the, the, he's one of the guys who gets the speakers for the Minnesota meeting and stuff. So it clicked and we talked, the funny thing is, though, Gardetta was one of the only good guys in the clinic. <laughs> the one that I ran into, I, oh. couldn't, I couldn't yell at him because he was super kind and awesome in the clinic, right? I'm like, 
I should have just told them that. I said, you were one of the only people that I liked there for crying out loud. So anyhow, just, it is weird to run into these people after the fact. I think it's, it, it is. I ran into an old professor too out at, um, out in, um, Salt Lake city or wherever, wherever it is for Utah. I can't, or for, um, ultra dent. Oh yeah. yeah, And, um, yeah. And it was, it was an educators meeting and I, I did some lecturing for a couple of years for ultra dent and they invited a bunch of professors. And this was funny to be who this was because there were two people there from my dental school. The one had come on just as I was a senior, but the other one was the, the head of the periodontics department and he, and his son was in my class. Uh So I, he actually remembered me, which I was shocked. Um, and, you know, I talked with them for a while about the school and stuff like that, but it was funny to me because here he is the head of periodontics. I don't know that I've actually seen him ever touch a patient. Yeah. <laughs> and he's at the, he's at the educators meeting for, for ultra dent who doesn't, I don't barely does anything that you could use in periodontics. Yeah, Obviously the, I they mean, ultra dent has a ton but, of stuff, ton of stuff. You don't yeah. think of them as a big perio thing. Although they, I guess they yeah. just came out with a laser. I don't know if they'd use that for perio, but besides that, yeah, you don't think of them for that. Think of them for this was three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, it was, it, you know, it was nice to, he remembered me. It was nice to talk with him. Um, but it was funny because I probably talked to him more that day than I did sure. in the four years I was in dental school. Sure. Absolutely. Because he was one of those intimidating fellows. But, you know, I'm six inches taller than him. Yeah, nice. And, there you go. you know, I got him, I got him by, by a good 30 pounds easy. So <laughs> mm-hmm. he wasn't. <laughs> you could take him if it came to that. Dude. Yeah. Exactly. If it came to that man, he yep. was on the floor. No, yep. <laughs> but um, it was funny. He just he just wasn't he didn't intimidate me anymore. And, and, and you know, I said I wasn't intimidated by people, but I but you still speak to them in a different manner yep. than you do a colleague. You yep. know, you still do. It's time to talk about the unsung hero of my cord and a half technique that I put together. Premier Dental Products has a bunch of really great things you can use to help for attraction around a crown prep or an online. So what I do is I'll place the widest piece of Knit Pack Plus cord that I can get in place. Then I place Traxident. And then I add the final piece. It's called the retraction cap. They come in a couple different sizes. And they're basically, it's like almost like a hollowed out cotton roll, except it's much stiffer than that. And it pushes everything down into the sulcus because the the patient actually closes down on it. It's kind of amazing. They're surprisingly stable. You look at it and you go, that's not going to work. Not only does it work, it works really well. In a lot of cases, I'm not even having to place cord if my prep is, you know, super gingival or or at the gum line. I don't even have to place cord because I get tons of retraction with just the track stent and the retraction cap. So it's something you should check out. They work really well. This system is just really well thought out. I think you need to give it a try. Premier Dental Products. Inspired solutions for daily dentistry. I'm super embarrassed to say this, but I, I, I've said it a bunch of times on the podcast. My survival mechanism with people was, was kiss up. I was, I was the world's worst kiss up. And, uh, and, and by doing that, some people might not see it necessarily as kissing up, but it was a matter of, I always wanted to make sure I knew two or three things about the instructor when I was going to approach them because I was going to use that as distraction techniques. Basically, you know, I, I knew one, I knew one guy I could talk about fly fishing with him. I didn't know shit about fly fishing, by the way, but like I would do my research so I could actually talk to this person. And, and, and there's what that is, is it's actually, it was a survival mechanism for me. But on the other hand, yeah. 
it's also kind of a great way to deal with patience now. Too. Patience, like, yep, like, absolutely. Like the more interpersonal stuff you can know about someone and you're able to talk with them about stuff that they like to talk about. I mean, okay, yep. so you're, you're in Wisconsin, I'm in Michigan. My guess is you know more about deer hunting than you would have if you didn't have to talk with people. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know when the season starts. Yeah. I know when it's bow season. I know when it's So where are you season. going for muzzle loading season? Yeah, this, yeah. Oh my God, you're you, heading up you're north. You're going up north for that. With the boys. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like, like totally. I don't. I've never deer hunted. I will eat venison. Don't get me wrong. But I've just my. I won't even eat venison for God's sake. The the funny thing is, I like, won't even wear camouflage. <laughs> I, I will. Deer hunting doesn't. It doesn't bother me because, as you know, it's it's like such a part of the culture. Basically, in a month or so, it's right. all everyone's going to talk about for, and um, like I don't. I'll even have people hunt on my, but I do think that there's a certain, it's genetic. And as much as if your dad hunts or your mom hunts and they teach you how to hunt, you hunt. But if you don't, if, exactly. you, if you don't have a hunting, you know, adult in your life, when you're a kid, you don't really learn it. Like at this point, I'm like, well, I got a great place. I got great property I could hunt on. I should learn to hunt. I have, but I don't really have that in me. It's not. And I, so in some ways, in any case, you have tons of patients that do though. I know you do. And I, oh, yeah. I do too. Like literally in mid mid November, you don't see any men come into the office for for any oh, period no. of time. I, I don't mean, see like, many women coming into the office. Yeah, no, I I know, I know. It's it actually it actually is definitely that's true. I mean, I have entire families that go up together, and it's that's all they do. But so, but it pays to know something yeah. about deer hunting. Like it actually pays to know a lot about deer hunting um, because there's well, always I mean, something to talk staff. about. What's that? I mean, my staff does that. My yeah. my my assistant just spent. A week in Kentucky, um, bow hunting a deer with the freaking hunting channel. For God's sake, she's on the hunting channel. Oh wow! Because of this big old deer, she they followed them around and they were with them all week and they had a camera crew and it was yeah. So I mean, you know, I I know nothing about it. Yeah, but I, it's it's nothing a perfect about. example of the thing that I don't really I don't do I don't really know that much about, but I've right. sort of learned about because it's something that I can connect with a patient about. And I used to do that right. in dental and, school. I used to you know if I had if there are certain instructors that when we were in dental school, people just didn't have laptops. Laptops were barely a thing. And I yeah. had a laptop. So, you know, there were certain instructors um, that I knew were into computers. So if I knew that they were my clinical instructor, I'd put my laptop up on the top of the, of the, the cubicle. So they could like, like I was taking notes with it or something. I wasn't, who knows, but basically I would do something like that to distract or to give us a context to talk about stuff. Cause God only knows, I don't want to talk with them about, what I don't know Dennis. or what I'm mean. I, like, like what, what I'm, it was, I'm horrible. Yeah. It was, it was a distraction, but, but I swear to God, I do that with, with patients all the time now too. And I do, I think it's is, actually a good I mean, technique. That's a life skill. That yeah. is a life skill. It is. It is. It was survival in dental school. And now it's like, it makes that connection. You can turn someone around with a connection like that. You can turn someone who's really Agreed. not comfortable at the dental office. You can really turn them around. You can make them a fan if you can do that. Um, but it, it's, well, sometimes it takes a bunch of work if you don't know anything about the patient to start with. Yeah. Yeah. Or if they're not participating in the conversation. Yeah. I mean, but you know, there's some people that just don't like to talk and it's no big deal, but I know something about them. Do I remember it? Hell no. But my hygienist will tell me yeah. grandbaby born three months ago. Remember, yeah. or remember the ice fishing, you know, they are good, good, good at, at, so I come in that room. I don't a hundred percent 
necessarily know about their name, but mm-hmm. I know that they've got grandkids or they're heading up, they're mm-hmm. heading down south for the winter or, or whatever. It's, it's just a, it, it really, really, really is a life skill. And I, I have to, I have to freaking brag a little bit because that's one of the things that's been really important to me to teach to my kids. And I think they're, you know, they're different comfort levels based on their personalities mm-hmm. in terms. I mean, my daughter's super shy. My middle son's a freaking lunatic. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he'll talk to anybody mm-hmm. and he bartends mm-hmm. and that's he can perfect. talk to people. Yeah. He can have conversations. He can, and it's about anything. And he knows people. He knows all my neighbors. I don't know all my neighbors. Yeah. He knows them all because they come into the bar and, you know, we were walking the dogs and he'll, he knows everybody. And he's like, yeah, it's my mom. You know, I'm like, all right, thanks, dude. And, uh, I have friends that, you know, that, that are like that, like outgoing to an uncomfortable level. I'm not that I am. Yeah. I can be like that in my office. Kind of. I can't, I can't yeah. be like that in real life. I can't, I just can't do it. Like, I, I don't either, but I don't have to because I surround myself with people who are. Yeah. No, that's, that's actually a really <laughs> you know? wise choice. It's a really like, like if I were a good person, I would, I would try and, and, and make friends with the, the parents in my second graders curriculum meeting. And I could no. not have been out of there any faster. I, no, <laughs> I was just, I, yeah. When she was no, done, I, mean, I was done. I'm, I just don't have it in me. I, it's like, I think I use up my chit chat during the day. I have a certain amount I can do. And then, and then sure. yeah, if I'm at, I'm at work, it's my chit chat gets used up there. So yeah, I don't have much time, which is so funny as I sit in front of a computer on a microphone. Uh, in the basement, it's you know? different. It it's is. Different. It is different. It's it because these are my people, so it's not hard to speak about yeah. these things. But yeah, it's exactly. It's. Exactly. I think. I think many dentists. If you are a dentist and you have a personality like your son's, life is easier for you. Life is definitely easier for you. Oh, for I mean. sure. Or for sure. He'd, he'd sail if he was, if he was interested in school, <laughs> he would sail through mm-hmm. dental school, mm-hmm. but that's not what interested. He just now got, he just started a new program at, at a different college last year. He just, he went to college for basics and he got all of his stuff out of the way mm-hmm. and, uh, his basic stuff. And now he's in a program for criminal justice. Okay. Oh my God. That kid is early to class. He goes every day. He tells me all about, he is so in his element and he is, and I have no question that he is going to sail through these classes where he's, you know, he struggled in high school because he didn't, he didn't, he didn't make a connection. He didn't care. No, yeah. the marketing class yeah. got an A. Yeah. Math? No, barely, barely, barely. But he's a smart kid. So, um. Isn't that, isn't it funny you know. too though? Like that is, that is sort of the, um, if you can find the thing that, that, that flips your switch, it, it does become exactly. easier. Now that's different from saying that you know, uh, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. That's bull. I don't care what anyone says. That's no. bullshit. That is not. You work harder, probably, but <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it helps that you're passionate about it. But let's. I'm sorry, anyone who says that they've never had a day in dentistry that didn't grind them down, because because you know some people are unreasonable. <laughs> some some people are. Yeah. And sometimes stuff doesn't go like you want it to, no matter what. There's there is a matter of. If you're human, you have cases that don't work out. You have people that you don't get along with and you just get worn out from it. That doesn't mean you're not passionate about the gig. It's just, but I, I feel like there's, there's this airy fairy thought that as long as you, as long as you choose the right, but you'll never have a, a tough day of work in your life. That's baloney. I mean, and, and the other thing is sometimes it's good to have a really good paying job and then you can do stuff that you like to do on the side. So exactly. Yeah. I, I would, I care way less than if I was making 25 grand and had to deal with some of the crap we have to deal with. Exactly. You know, <laughs> exactly. But on the other hand, like, like where your son is, it's helpful that he's really into it. That, that helps drive when you're, it is, when you're interested, it, it drives, it, it makes it easier to, to, to follow through and drive through. 
Well, that was one of my most frustrating things with him in, in high school was, Jesus, Andrew, you're so smart. Why are you getting these bad grades? He's like, mom, I, rah, rah. you know, it was, it was a battle. It was like, dude, seriously, I can't believe you flunked your math test. You're so smart. But he hated it. And, and he got the, he got the wake up call though, when his friends were going off to college and he's like, yeah, I probably can't get in there. Can I I go? No, actually you can't. So, you know, I mean, he's smart. I guarantee he knows more than half those kids Mm -hmm. uh, because he's a smart kid, but he just, you know, he's not necessarily a, a a clock puncher, a a rule follower. Uh, If a teacher says something needs to be done by Monday, that doesn't really bother him That's that it's Tuesday yeah. and he hasn't started it. So it, it's not his, it's on the other hand, thing. he's the have, kid that you know. would interview really well though. Like if, if depending on how much the interview, I don't know that I did an interview for oh, college, but for, for dental far, school, he would get, he would get into anything if he was allowed to talk to the person for mm-hmm. 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. I have to say when I was in dental, did, did you have, did you have all the interviews and stuff for dental school? Some of them did. Some of them didn't. Yes. I guess they all kind of did. Yeah. I guess they all mine all did. did. I, yeah. Yeah, I that was my best part. I also had to fill out an application with a piece of paper too. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. Imagine that. That's remember. Remember, you had to you filled out the one basic thing and you paid a gazillion dollars to send you. You got to send it to all the same information to all the schools. It was the yeah. basic thing, and then they yeah. would send you another application that you had to fill out. Yes. Yeah, I I remember yes. that. I I think I applied yeah. to five schools, and I and I'm like, this is more work than I have to do in my the semester of college That's- that I'm in. You know, it's like. That's why. That's why I, th- I think why I only applied to three. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh god, yeah, you know, I because I kind of did them in the order of where I really wanted to go, mm-hmm. and and by the by the fourth one, I'm like, oh, f- it. if I can't get in one of these three, I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm done. It is weird. My I, arm hurts. I remember. <laughs> I remember. Um, I, I I looked at I looked at five schools. There, uh, they couldn't have been any more midwestern too. Like. Why didn't I look at Florida? I don't even, like like I don't even have any idea why I didn't. But I, I they're all <laughs> Michigan, yeah. Detroit, Nebraska, Iowa, and Minnesota. I'm like I'm going to be a corn fed dentist. You know I, what? What is That's that fair. all about? And, and I, I interviewed at all of them except Detroit because I actually visited the University of Detroit, which was in the same building that my dad graduated from in 1968 when yeah, when I interviewed exactly. it, and it. And it was it hadn't been repaired since then. It, it was horrible, and it was in it was in the worst <laughs> neighborhood ever. So I didn't finish my, I don't think I finished my, my application to Detroit. That's where I took my DATs. Yeah. Did you really? And oh. I stopped, yeah. And I, you know, I flew there cause I was, I was, uh, uh, I don't even know why I ended up there. I, I have no idea why I ended up there. Well, cause I was in, uh, I don't know. I don't even know why I ended up there. I really couldn't even tell you, but I was in, I was in Detroit mm-hmm. and you know, I got to the airport and, and okay, this is before GPS on your phone. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, we had, we had MapQuest. Yeah. And I had my printed MapQuest sheets and I'm trying to find that city dental school and I can't find the damn thing. Well, yeah. I'm obviously in an area I'm not supposed to be in. Oh, no, that's, that's exactly where it was. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a single white woman in a rental car and this cop pulls me over and he's like, where are you going? And I said, I'm, I'm going to the dental school. I think I'm lost. He goes, oh, yeah, you're lost. <laughs> he said, um, he said, I'm going to take you there. Oh, good for him. He said, I'm, he said, I'm putting on my lights. He said, follow me. <laughs> you got it. You got a police I, escort. to, to the dental I, got a, school. I got a police escort to the DATs and I'm like, Oh God, I think I'm going to die. But yeah, it was, it was scary. Yeah. And, um, and, and this is broad daylight. Obviously the yeah. DAT doesn't start at 7 PM at night. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I got a police escort to the dental school in Detroit. 
Yeah, that's awesome. Now, okay, so when I took my my tour at, I remember when they would give you a tour at the dental school, they always showed you the high tech stuff, the really fancy new stuff. Like I remember when I went to Minnesota in the tour, they stopped by one of the labs where they had like they had the 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 mouth that that did wear, you know, basically it was like this big machine that you know had two jaws that that closed together. They did wear on certain materials, wear, wear research and all this stuff, and they were they wanted to impress me with that. <laughs> When I went to the University of Detroit, they literally took me through the gross anatomy lab and they were actually doing yeah. gross anatomy. Like, like I looked at cadavers. The first time I ever saw a cadaver was in that yeah. gross anatomy lab. And interestingly, I didn't choose the University of Detroit. I'm wondering if there was a connection there, but like, man, it's like Detroit. They're not even messing around. They're going to show you the way. Like, like, I don't remember them showing me like walls with bullet holes or anything, but, but it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> that was to distract you from the bullet holes. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, <laughs> the new, they've moved twice since then. The new University of Detroit yeah. Mercy School is, it's in a tough part of town. Um, and actually, I, I lectured there uh, a few years ago, a couple years ago, and actually some, literally someone's car was stolen out of the, out of the parking lot while I was there. It wasn't mine. I was glad. But, uh, but I will tell you, the school itself is as nice of a dental school as you'll ever see anywhere. It is yeah. amazing. And what's really cool, and maybe by necessity, they have everything within the – like they have a gym there. They have like multiple cafeterias. Wow. It's all within this one building because you don't really want to leave during the day. It's in a rough part exactly, of town. Exactly, exactly. But they've really thought but it out. your own body because there's so many in Detroit. You yeah. each have your own. No. Yeah. No, it's – well, and my, my dad went to University of Detroit and he said – he said multiple people, multiple of the bodies, the, the cadavers they used were gunshot wounds. That was like, which can <laughs> I you, believe it. Well, I do. I do, too. I do, too. But I mean, I will say <laughs> that you can you can argue a lot of things about Detroit, but that dental school is freaking amazing. Right now it is. It wasn't when yeah. I was looking, but it is now. Holy cow. I mean, like mine has been updated, but it, it the one I went to has been very much updated mm-hmm. and, and they've gotten a lot more sort of, you know, simulation type stuff, yeah. huge, huge, yeah. huge fundraising kind of stuff over the years. But they're actually building. I just got in the magazine. They're building a new a new facility. They're they're actually oh, moving. It, OK. And they're building in a completely new facility. Um because that thing that that building's been around. I mean, it's a typical 1960s academic building, yep. sort of federal slash academic looking yep. building. Yeah, uh, no windows that open. Oh, wow. um, you know that kind of a place. You know, which was super fun and like when you're making acrylic stuff. Oh yeah, with 60 people. Yeah. I, I University of Minnesota is, is in a tower. It's it's in a skyscraper, or I don't know if you call Moose. it, but Moose Tower. Yeah, it's it's. In, I saw that when I was I was driving around with my daughter. I'm like, su- hey, there's a dental school. What's really funny <laughs> about it is, first off, the architecture is like it, it's it's early '70s brutalist. You know, it's 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 all yeah. it's all square and all. It's it's kind of it's kind of a bold looking thing on a on a big city campus, but they don't really have a lot of room to to change stuff there. That's that when you're when you build up, particularly, I don't know. It's so I don't yeah. know. I I don't know anything about what they do at the school. I know that they've got. Some newer sim labs. When I when I visited there a while back, uh, I, I saw the sim labs. But honestly, it's just like I don't know. They could do so much different with dental school to make it better. And I argue, I would argue that the more that they could do offsite, the better. I know that my dad used to teach. Well, he didn't teach per se. He was sort of the he was the the dentist on site uh, way up north uh, in Atlanta, Michigan. There's like a clinic, and and University of Michigan students would rotate through there. And basically, they shuck teeth and do do flippers and maybe do big amalgams and stuff like that. But it's 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 a it's a clinic and it's a lot of a lot of you know assistance patients and stuff. 
And um, I mean, it's but you know that's a super valuable thing because you're actually seeing seeing real people and doing real work on real people and stuff. Yeah. The, the, yeah. You know, because you remember in dental school, you'd have you'd be doing a two surface amalgam, and it was a three hour process because. Yeah, just because yeah. You had to and then the, then the reappoint to polish it. Yeah. That was super fun. <laughs> that was awesome. That, that was awesome. I was saying, but so I mean, <laughs> I, I I could see dental school if if dental schools were smart and wanted to make people comfortable and and like ready to hit the ground running. I would do more of that, honestly. But I, I I'm not really up on it. I know that I'm glad I'm not in dental school. I'm also glad that I don't have the debt that they have coming out of school now. So yeah, uh, I'm just, yeah. I think in a way, graduating in 1997, we sort of we sort of hit a sweet spot because a lot of the good, a lot of the technology has really come on in our careers, but we didn't yeah. have as much debt coming out. So it wasn't, it was easier for us to well, get into a practice. You know, at my school was private, so it wasn't cheap. Yeah. I, I probably had one of the higher debts. Oh, interesting. At, at the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and then when you have babies, you tend to defer it a little longer. Yeah, no, so. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. So, so I do remember that. That was we, more planning because paying off your dental school while your kids are like starting to college is kind of a dumb idea. Yeah, so. exactly. we, we got loans but for everyone. Yeah, exactly. That. Yeah. Okay. So I, I have a question for you. This is a, uh, this is something that I was thinking about. I, I feel like there is a scourge amongst patients and just people in general that dentists rarely talk about that that's a that's a problem it's a problem for me and then when i mention it to other people like lots of people have this problem open contacts okay i'm going to just tell you this story cuz i so i was talking about it in the dental hacks nation not that long ago i have like i have like three really bad open contacts in my in my mouth i know I, at least two of them are restorations that were placed and they have they've kind of lightened the contact. I, I take bite wings that are not decayed per se, but like I even ha- I had a friend do a couple uh, inlays, Sarek inlays on me, and they had an open contact the day that they were cemented. Like I, for sure that they so, but I get stuff stuck between there all the damn time, all the time. Uh-huh. I am I am the guy who I have to have floss, and what happens is a lot of times I won't have floss in the car, and I will end up using. <laughs> you get desperate because stuff gets stuck down there. It's very uncomfortable, right? And, yeah. and it's like, it's like, I'll use whatever I can find. Typically it's like the edge of a plastic grocery bag, which is super gross when you think about it. But, but you know, des- <laughs> desperate times call for desperate me- measures. And I'm thinking to myself, why don't like, like, that's not something that I necessarily talk to my patients about, but then when, I, when yeah. you, you know, when they have it, cause they have like, you know, they have yesterday's lunch jammed in there still. And plus yes. they, they definitely are, they, they, they can do localized perio damage like big time. And they're also more mm-hmm. likely to decay there. Yet sometimes they're natural. Sometimes when the ortho finished up, that's the best they could do for their context. What do you think about that? Do you are you someone who like treatment plans to try and help people or talk to people about it or just because I I struggle. I want mine fixed. To be honest, I'm so tired of them. Like I I dream of a day when I don't get stuff stuck between my teeth. Yeah, well, because I've got I've got I've got one too. It's between nineteen. 19- <laughs> It's, it's between 19 and 20. Mm-hmm. They are unrestored. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have a rest. I don't do not have a restoration in my mouth. It, they are unrestored. It's been there my whole life. And I freaking can't stand it when mm-hmm. I'm digging it out of there. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't I don't specifically address it with my patients. But my my hygienists are really good at it. Mm-hmm. And they will actually they especially on new patients. They will actually have that written down for me when I walk in the room. Mm-hmm. And then they sort of do that little that little transfer thing where, um, you know, I go in and 
schmooze, schmooze, schmooze. Hey, hello. Shake your hand. Hello. I'm going to take a peek at your x-rays here. And then my hygienist presents everything to me. Now I already know this, but she's presenting it to me so they can hear it. And, oh, and you know what? Bob has this, this area on the lower left that drives him crazy. He gets stuff stuck in there and you know, that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it, it, they're really good at it, but it's something I don't, I've never really. It's funny because it seems it literally, it arguably can help with quality of life issues. I swear to God, like I, I struggle with this every freaking day myself personally. Yeah. And I know yeah. patients do too. And yet somehow or another, like dentists don't really talk about this as, as something that like, and, and a lot of times, um, you know, contacts on teeth where you're kind of reaching, like a lot of times it's literally the teeth are just, you know, the jaws bigger than the teeth are. And so there's just a little, you know, light contact or there's a little room. And so you, a lot of times you have to kind of reach for it to get it to work. I will yeah. say my experience with the BioClear system, it's really good for that. Like it's super good for like you get really good contacts with it and the contours end up not being unnatural. But half the time I look at it and I think to myself, I almost need an indirect to get this right and let the lab overdo it for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just feel like, I feel like it's something that dentists don't address. I, I wonder if I'm going to, I should like, I wonder if there's like, uh, we should have one of those friggin' posters or something up in that. Cause, cause people, I mean, and people know about it. Like it, your hygienist knows because it's the time they spend, you know, digging that digging stuff the out. Crap out. And, and I mean, more than half the time, it's not a cavity. It's not, you know, it's, it's not a periodontal thing. It's literally just, that's the way their teeth are, you know, whether they're rotated right. or whatever. So I think it's something that, that I don't address as well as I should, considering I literally not only can I help fix it, I actually, you know, I have a couple myself that does. So I know how much it drives people crazy. It seems like a funny thing. I don't know yeah. why dentists don't talk more about that. You know? Well, I think we just we're so focused on either, you know, some are cosmetic, some are decay that we don't we don't focus on those functional issues mm -hmm. as much mm -hmm. as we could. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like. And, and I've, you know, I mean, I, that's one of the things that it was really hard too, because like when you point something out that a patient doesn't know about, do they take it well? Yeah. You know, cause you don't want to say, man, I could do veneers for you. You're telling them your, their teeth look like shit and they've never thought of that before. I know. You know, that's, but it's, that's I, a, that's I, a funny, isn't that a funny line too? You're, I mean, like literally in the exam, you're like, okay, how do I, how do I broach this? Because my assumption is that they've seen it. But that's not, I'm a dentist. I look at this stuff. Like, have they even noticed it? So a lot of times, right. uh, what do you do? I sometimes will, I'll kind of, I'll kind of play coy with it sometimes. Ask if they have any, you have any concerns about the way your teeth look? You have any concerns about, in, in a lot of cases, it's almost comical when, you know, people come in, they have like brown shit all over their teeth and I'm, I'm playing coy with them. So do you think there's anything you don't, you'd like to change about your teeth? You know, but I, but I also don't, like you said, there are a lot of people who don't even notice this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Wait, and who am I to point that out? But, you know, I mean, we have a, we have a little thing on our, on our intake form, you know, the, the health history and stuff. Do you like your smile? Where, where would you rate your smile? What would you like it to be? You know, if they rated it a three and they'd like it to be a three, well, you know what? They're going to stay a three, but if they put down two, I like that. I like and they that. Want it, I like they that. Want it I like that you ask them what they think it is and what they'd like it to be. That's cool. I don't think yeah. we have a, what they like it. Would they like it to be? Because that that's an indicator nice because, that they might yeah. be interested in changing it. Yeah, exactly. And I'll, and I've done this before where, you know, they, they've got a freaking tooth that is sticking so far out of their head. And I'll be like, I'll just stick my finger on there and go, does that bother you? Mm -hmm. 
And they're like, nope, nope, nope. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I thought that might get caught on your lip. I just want to make sure you didn't bite your lip, you know, or something like that. I'll, I'll find something to say. If they say no, I will find something to say about it that would, you know, be a, an actual concern of mine other than what it looks like. Yeah. I'll just, you know, st- literally stick my finger on there. Not the Explorer, not the mirror. Does nothing. it bother just, you when people call you Snaggletooth? Yeah, yeah. really. And, and really. Then, and then, does, no. it, does it bother you that you can eat a bale of hay through a picket fence? Does that bother <laughs> does you? Does it bother you? Because if not, I'm fine with it. That's all right. You go deer hunting. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> you go ahead, go deer hunting, lost. and I will leave it alone. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I agree. Sometimes it's like learning this stuff takes some years and some some. Ta- I I don't know that I've run into trouble with it. I I don't know that I've ever said it in a way that insulted someone. But I, I mean, you could. I guess you probably. I could. haven't either. But have you ever been at a at a at, for me at Starbucks, you know, or the gas station paying and you just want to hand somebody your card. Oh my god! And say, give me a Constantly. call. I can help you. Constantly. But. You know, it's like, how do I, how do you do that? That's not, you know, that's not insulting to people. Yeah. And and in a way too, in a way too. Yeah. I look, I've seen, literally had the boys, I was was getting gas yesterday. We went in and we we were getting, we were getting some, uh, some snacks in the gas station. Like everywhere I turned, it was like, it was just exactly like that. And and everyone yeah. everyone was buying monster and cigarettes and every one of them you're yeah. just like oh yeah. these people this would be a hard thing to help them with because <laughs> I mean I'm yeah. I'm literally learning more <laughs> about their dental health and dent, their their dental history just by being in line at the gas station than I could yeah. possibly reading reading their health history it's insane so yeah <sighs> it's great stuff all right Tammy I think we we need to do this again sometime real soon this was fun like we literally started Absolutely. with with nothing on the plate to talk about. And I think we had a great episode, so we're going to wrap it up and uh, thank you for being with me. And, uh, we'll talk to you again very soon. All right. Thanks. If you have any questions for us here at the Allen meat experience, email me at Allen, A L A N at the Allen meat experience.com. Go to iTunes, leave me a review, good, bad, or ugly. Leave me five stars. And we're actually working on, a new t-shirt design. Uh, we have someone from the community designing a cool t-shirt for us. I will give you details on that when it's done. And thank you again for listening to the show. We'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>